Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today, I am joined by my lovely co-host, the beauty guru who's probably wearing a tutu, Gwen Flamberg. Oh, that's me. Hey, guys. Queen of the Bachelor Roses and anything trashy reality television, Sarah Huron. Hi, Trav. I missed you last week. I missed you last week, too. It's so hard, you know, discussing celebrity breakdowns and just watching you have your own on a boat in Florida just doesn't feel right you need to be here to discuss on all of them while you were out there's a whole lot you missed there's a pregnancy picture that I've seen 400,000 times and won't stop a really heartbreaking sweet lady celebrity divorce who I'm obsessed with that I didn't see coming that I know you feel the same about cryptic posts Las Vegas cancellations uh, royal drama and much much more but Sarah let's start with our woes of the week I mean you have now had two weeks to be aghast at some celebrity news, um, but we only really really talk about this week, so you're a little limited. What story made you go whoa this week? I mean, so much as always, but I have to just touch on as this resident sporty spice of Us Weekly, which doesn't say much, but um, you know, Tom Brady retired, and as a Giants fan, it's you know nice to see him go. He was always causing some issues there, but you know, with Tom Brady, my obsession is with Miss Bridget Moynihan. Of course, Bridget Moynihan, the mother of his oldest child, um, she was pregnant when they broke up and he went off with Giselle, and I have been seeking justice for Bridget Moynihan ever since, and. Bridget, the classy lady that she is, posted this lovely message for Tom, which said, quote, so proud, so proud, so proud of at Tom Brady yesterday and today. And I know you will do a great things tomorrow. Looking forward to the next steps. And Tom Brady reposted the message said, thank you, Bridget Moynihan, with some prayer hands. Um, And it's just like you love to see it. I just. I don't know if the justice will ever, I don't know what my actual plan is for justice with Bridget Moynihan. I don't know if I'll ever be satisfied. I think it's just something we have to be just awareness, like remember Bridget's here. Remember she's the, she's the mother of the oldest child. Remember he, you know, left her for Giselle, but overall, like just love to see this, this cohesive co-parenting, beautiful relationship. Like what mature people, Bridget is just a queen. She, you have really rubbed off on me and I feel her queenly nature. I think the only justice we want to see is 
just acknowledgement that when anyone gets lost left in their third trimester, especially for some sort of supermodel, that that woman is going to be scorned and pissed the rest of her life. Just a happy relationship for her and her family, which yes. I think we got. Yeah, I think so, too. Do you feel do you feel justice has been served for Bridget Moynihan, star of Sex in the City and uh, Blue Buds and possibly other shows? You know, I literally, I'm literally not super familiar with her work. Um, I have seen her as Natasha um, on Sex and the City, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. I'm always just remember everyone keep keep bringing up Bridget whenever you bring up Tom. It's just all I'm asking. But overall, lovely message, um, especially after Tom Brady like low key left out the entire New England Patriots organization in his message and sent the New England into a tailspin. Um, glad to see Bridget's just taking the high road here. Wow. Sports get ball news on the Celebrity News Podcast. Never thought I'd see it again. But, you know, he's dating a supermodel, so we will let it slide. Gwen, what story made you go woe this week? Guys, a monumental thing is dropping to our televisions and really all manner of screens, right? Pam and Tommy. I mean, I, I can't even take it. <laughs> I'm not a big binger. This one, something tells me I'm going to binge. And you might think that what made me go, whoa, is the fact that there is an actual character that is Tommy Lee's penis and it's animated. Yes. But that's not what made me go, whoa, Trav. What made me go, whoa, is that it took Lily James four hours every day in hair and makeup to transform into Pamela Anderson. And it took three hours to transform Sebastian Stan into Tommy Lee, most notably because of all of the tattoos. And I think it's worth noting at this point that when Tommy Lee came into our office, I asked him how many tattoos he had. That was like my opening line. Yeah. And he told me, oh, baby, I consider it just one big piece of body art at this point. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. And then you guys had an affair, of course. Steamy mm, soldier no, lasted a couple no, years. No, 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 no. It was post-sex tape, so who would go there? <laughs> Fair point. Um, well, my biggest woe of the week was Mr. Brad Pitt. Don't know if you heard of him. He's a little up-and-coming actor. People say he's real cute. I think he's going to do real well. Well, Brad Pitt, last week, we had some reporting that we had from The Sun talking about that he was hanging out with Swedish pop star Lakey Lee. You may remember her one song, All Follow Rivers. Everyone still likes it. I hear it everywhere. So good for her. Still getting that streaming money. We had heard that they had been out together in West Hollywood at this new uh, pasta palace, which I love the sound of it. They had been out in Sweden together. But we actually had two sources tell us weekly this week that they are just friendly neighbors. They got close during the pandemic because they're a two-minute walk from each other if you leave their back doors, someone, uh, a source told us. So they grew closer since they weren't allowed to, you know, drive or walk anywhere for a while and have recently started hanging out. So, Sarah, do we think that these friendly neighbors could blossom to something more? Because I see a rom-com coming. Yeah, I mean, if I can't imagine she's not shooting her shot through the back door, I mean... <laughs> I just, I, I, sure. I think that would be great. I think we need a Brad Pitt real relationship um, because we haven't really gotten one since Angelina. There's always these like rumors and links and stuff and you hear things. And then usually down the line, he tries to, you know, downplay it or deny it or whatever eventually. Um, and I would ship. I think that we definitely need, need a Brad Pitt full-fledged romance. I need like a, 
like a, I don't know, getting caught making out on a beach or yes. some sort of PDA moment from Brad Pitt because we haven't gotten one in, I mean, like ever. I so feel long. like we need just like a hand on the lower back from leaving a Ooh. restaurant speculation. A little right? Justin Timberlake hand on the knee while shooting Palmer with not Jessica Biel. <laughs> yes, a little bit of that touchy, touchiness. Um, but the last woman I think he was actually dating, which was only for two months, was the MIT professor. Right. She right. was the last person that we saw him with. I don't know, uh, like Lee and the MIT professor, they really have like... I don't know, sort of the same energy to me. Yeah. They can, yeah, they do. Like, I, I know that they are smarter than I am immediately before looking at them. I know that they're cooler than I am. And that's that's the energy that I feel that Brad is looking for. A hundred percent. Let us dig into some news. Sarah Huron. I think the world was rocked. And I don't know if you saw this picture as much as I did of Princess Riri, bad girl Riri, if you're nasty, from Barbados. She is pregnant and expecting her first baby with rapper ASAP Rocky. They were photographed together out in New York City over the weekend, where she debuted her baby bump. Uh, she was wearing that long pink jacket. She had all these huge oversized jewels over the bump. These pictures were taken in Harlem, where ASAP Rocky grew up. Uh, ASAP is like kissing her on the forehead. Spoiler alert, the person who took these has been known to follow Rihanna around and they're very good friends. So we love a setup street style shot to announce your pregnancy. Why not? Well, ASAP Rocky, we've heard um, he and Rihanna are, quote, thrilled. They are very excited to ask their daughter. We talked to Rihanna's dad. He gave us some quotes. Just everybody happy. I'm not going to go what'd into What did you say it. about daughter? What? We talked what to Rihanna's dad. Oh, you said daughter. I was like, do you know it's a girl and something? I don't know. <laughs> no, sorry. We talked to Rihanna's dad. We spoke to many sources of them. Everyone is super happy for them. But fans do think that the jewelry and the pink jacket were a subtle nod to the baby's gender. So there could be a little princess bad girl Riri brewing in there. I I, I already know you're happy for them because Rihanna is just the queen of us all. Um, but what are your thoughts on the street style? maternity bump you know baby reveal i mean i love it i love it i can't thank rihanna enough for doing this for us i mean <laughs> i'm so sick of these for surprise us. baby announcements like oh the baby's here and i've been hiding no 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 mm -hmm. i want and look this was the best of both worlds it wasn't you know a violating paparazzi in her face this was her terms the pictures are freaking gorgeous we they her outfit was worth and jewels were worth like 30 grand or something insane which is what we want from rihanna yes, um she she looked sickening in the best way and we get to celebrate it with her like i'm i like it's kind of like when beyonce you know debut the baby bump on the red carpet like i understand you want to do it on your terms and i think that's great and if you don't want to do if you know if you're too big for that clear blue instagram ad money like <laughs> good because like which obviously those two women are like I, I love this i'm so happy i think we need to bring back like celebrities playing the game a little bit like these pictures were awesome they were beautiful they every i mean i did see them a thousand times so i guess i was a little over them by the end of the day but like not even yeah. really like i needed every angle um and i think they're kind of a fascinating couple um that they were friends for a long time first. They're both musicians. Um, 
and yeah, like I'm, t- I'm so here for it. I can't wait to find out what they name this baby. Oh, me too. You know, they're going to have a dope ass name. They have been friends for several years, four or five years. It's hard to tell when they became friends, but we sure know when they began dating. Uh, they had sparked romance rumors right after Rihanna split from her boyfriend of three years, the billionaire Hassan Jamil in January 2020. That July, she featured ASAP in her Fenty skin campaign. And then things took off from there. And whoops, I'm pregnant. And we are so happy for her. Rihanna has said in so many interviews that she can't wait to have a family. She said, whether it's with a guy or without a family, I want kids. I want four. Hey, she can afford them. Get them all. But now ASAP is there. And I think they are really sweet together. Yeah, I want nothing but good things for both of them and this baby. And maybe, maybe, just maybe it'll inspire her to drop a song. Probably not, but fingers crossed. Seems like the opposite. I think I have fully given up on waiting for new Rihanna music. And I will just be a happy surprise when it happens. It's just Ponde replay on repeat, umbrella. (laughs) I mean, just so many freaking bops over there. It's just SOS. Don't stop the music. Yeah. All the slow ones where she's just like, oh, giving the emotion. Uh, uh, love on the brain this is now just a podcast where we name rihanna songs back and forth a new quiz game someone's not having a, a good week as rihanna sarah bella hadid opened up about a lot of really serious, horrible issues. Now, we sort of knew that Bella Hadid has been open with her anxiety plight. She says she's always nervous. She sort of touched on this in a few interviews before with Vogue and Vanity Fair and the like. But Bella Hadid says that lacking boundaries sexually, physically, and emotionally led her to be abused in a number of unhealthy relationships. Now, Bella Hadid spoke really candidly about her professional personal and professional struggles in her debut appearance on the Victoria's Secret VS Voices podcast. She learned toxic behaviors like people pleasing that definitely had a negative impact on her relationship with her mental health. Bella said, quote, I constantly went back to men and also women that had abused me. So that's where the people people came, people pleasing came in. So I started to have no boundaries, not only sexually, physically, emotionally, but when it came to my workspace, I began to be a people pleaser with my job. And it was everyone else's opinion of me that mattered but my own, because I essentially was putting my worth into the hands of everyone else that was determined of it. Now, this is really sort of shocking news to hear about all of these sexual boundaries that have been pushed in her life. She is, of course, date, notoriously dated uh, The weekend for many, many years. And she said later in the interview um, about her adult relationships, my nervous system would crash. It was like I was fight or flight. Either I would become silent and cry and just go inward or I would lash out and leave. Now, she said she's in therapy, meditation, and staying off social media to get better. But I couldn't help but read this and think it was just sort of, this is how the weekend treated me. And I kept going back to him, and it was very, very toxic, mainly because he was so in love with Selena Gomez, then broke up with her, and then went back to Bella. And it sort of seemed that he wasn't treating Bella like the way that a queen supermodel should be treated. I kind of took it more. I definitely thought that originally, but then I was, and I read mo- a lot of the quotes. Some of it did definitely come off more as like the modeling industry and right. like some professional relationships that really messed her up. And it like makes me think about like the Hamlin sisters who like every other day 
are posting about like anxiety and depression and mental health stuff. And it's just like, damn, like being a model kind of sucks. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. like I, I can't feel too bad for them. These gorgeous women living their best lives traveling. But like it seems to be, especially in this age of social media and criticism and everything, that there is just a lot of heaviness. Um, and then overall with the Hadiths in general, I mean, like we saw everything that's happened with Zayn and Gigi. Now we're getting all these quotes about the weekend, like eek um i don't yeah. know i think that it's just a it's not great and maybe everyone's just a little young and needs some growing to do but um interesting that she decided to open up about it so candidly too because she has been linked so famously to one person i know she has a new boyfriend now but when you think of bella and dating you think of the weekend so i don't know if that's what she meant or what but it is definitely interesting i don't think it's not what she didn't mean if that makes any sense i'm picking up and down yeah, you are. Uh, the um, I feel like models have such a unique perspective on anxiety and mental health and how people treat them because of all the people I know in my life, it's the models who usually hate their bodies the most because they go into castings and they're told, no, you're to this. Every day they're put down, people try to use them for their looks and their body. I don't know. It really, it really is sort of a rough gig. I mean, shout out to all the happy models out there. I really hope you can get it, but that they're just not the ones in the news this week. Hoda Kotb, the iconic happy lady from the Today Show who just makes my world a better place, has called off her wedding plans to Joel Schiffman, who I just know is, she talks about Joel. That's just Joel. That's my Joel. Now, the couple who share daughters, Hope, who's two, and Haley, four, have been together since 2013 after getting engaged in 2019, and they were forced to postpone their wedding due to COVID. Of course, they they postponed two or three times. Maria Shriver was asking her about it in late 2020. She says, it's still on my calendar. Is it off? She goes, yeah, I thought I called you. And it was just very, very sad. Um, and Hoda released a statement saying they broke up. And I it was really, really sad. I've just, I as like you, we've met Hoda a bunch of times. She is so nice and bubbly. And I love that she had Joel with their two adopted daughters. I don't know. Are you, were you as sad as I was? It really tore me up. Clearly. Um, it definitely surprised <laughs> me. It definitely surprised me. Um, I, I was surprised and I think it was interesting because she mentioned how people had noticed she wasn't wearing her ring and she didn't know how to address it. And her, her statement was very much like we're better as friends. So you have to think, you know, um, that it was a lot of maybe the pandemic pushing the wedding and then maybe getting into a stagnant place where they weren't necessarily so romantic anymore and what they want and whether it's you need to get married. Um, I think it's sad for sure. It's always sad when people break up, but I also think it's interesting because of the weird strict New York rules about adoption and yeah. stuff like that, that the girl, they are both of their kids and like, Hoda said a thousand times, like Joel is their dad. I'm their mom, yeah. but technically like she adopted the kids. So right. hopefully, and I don't expect this to get messy or be bad because they seem like solid people and I don't think Hoda would do this, but there's potential for some legal drama down the line because Hoda is the one who legally adopted the kids. I'm not wishing that for anyone, obviously, and I don't think it's going to happen, but it right. was just an interesting note because reading all the coverage and doing research about them, it's it's a weird kind of distinction on on how their family works, but um, they seem like both really nice people. So hopefully they can make that transition. They do love is dead, happiness is shattered for 
this week until there's a new celebrity couple that I like and then it'll be brought back again. Well, but do you know who that's not going to be, Sarah? It is not going to be Lamb Lamb and Coco, also known as Lamar Odom and Chloe Kardashian, because, you know, they've been broken up for years, but he's still talking about Chloe and will never stop. Tell us what happened this week. Oh my God. Okay. Also known as the unbreakable perfume creators. Who's, of that's course. how I, you know, the inspiration was signed. Chloe had a little lamb, lamb, the nail polish. Yes. Um, but yes, in case you missed it, Lamar Odom is in the new cast of Celebrity Big Brother, which um, premieres this week. He is there with Teddy Mellencamp, Cynthia Bailey, Todrick Hall. Um, there's a Backstreet Boy, I think, in there. There's a lot of um, random people on Celebrity Big Brother, as there always is. And the first clip that came out from the live feeds was Lamar confiding in Tadra Call. And he said, quote, I had some good dreams last night. I dreamt about my ex-wife last night. And Todd Recall like, plays dumb, like, oh, like, who's your ex-wife? Like, you know who's ex-wife is. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you've only been married once. And, and Lamar's like, yep, the one and only. I miss her so much. I wish I could take that time back. Um, and he's sort of moping around the Big Brother house already talking about Chloe. Um, do you think, Travis, Lamar is hoping Chloe's like watching Celebrity Big Brother and he's still trying to send messages to her? Or do you think he genuinely like cannot help it that he word vomits about Chloe at all times behind closed doors and in front of cameras? What do you think it is? Is this like strategic or is this just Lamb Lamb being sad and missing Chloe? I think it's both, Sarah. I think he misses Chloe. I feel like he, they obviously truly loved each other. He feels terrible about, you know, ODing in the brothel and cheating on her literally a countless amount of times. Yeah. So, and I think that he knows that she's the only reason he's he knows she's the only reason he's famous. So he sort of has to talk about her. So it's a little double-edged sword here. I think it is both of the things that make him talk about her and why I know he'll talk about her forever and ever to come. It's just sort of, I feel so bad for Chloe. This dead horse keeps getting beat over and over again. And it's not like she's had a time of reprieve in between with good guys. A hundred percent. And you know, like we're all going to be watching. I'm watching these. I'm going to watch Celebrity Big Brother because I like Big Brother, but I'm also going to watch because I'm going to need to start a gallery of everything Lamar says about Chloe. And I'm manifesting so hard. Shanna Mochler, Travis Barker's ex-wife, who's also on this season, and Lamar sitting there and like maybe even Teddy Mellencamp channeling her Andy Cohen and interviewing them about the Kardashians. Because I actually, I like Teddy. I know that's controversial. People didn't like Teddy on Beverly Hills. Um, and I want Teddy to like facilitate this conversation or have people in the house like stir the pot. Like if I was on the season of Celebrity Big Brother, all I would be doing with Lamar and Shannon Mokler in a room to talk about the Kardashians and CBS to write me a check. Like, thank you for the ratings. And- yes. Yes, that is all they need. I hope the producer has assigned a celebrity to be the official Kardashian investigator. Maybe Cynthia Bailey. I bet she could do that. She's got housewife, you know, stuff too. I think there's some potential here. Yeah, I somehow see Teddy being better than Cynthia Bailey. Teddy's a little, you know, more lawyerly questions. A poster. Cynthia's a little more laid back and just sad and hurt usually. Well, speaking of sad and hurt, God, we got another one, another sad story, but this one's, you know, a little less tragic. Well, well, we have two. It's Adele. She had to cancel her upcoming Las Vegas residency. Now, this residency at Caesar Palace was uh, highly anticipated, is really underselling it. Tickets sold out in mere seconds. Maybe if you had an hour, you got some. Resale values were going for up to $3,000 a seat. Most of them were like $1,500. Good ones were three and up. This was, you know, the actual hottest ticket on the Las Vegas Strip. And Adele, you know, seemed really excited about it for a while, but no longer. 
because just the day before she was supposed to take the stage for her first show, she has canceled, postponed, postponed her residency. But we are hearing that it has nothing to do with her boyfriend, Rich Paul, LeBron James's uh, agent, which is nice because he has been, quote, very patient and supportive as she reckons with the cancellation of her Las Vegas residency. A source close to Adele tells us she's trying to stay strong and power her way through the pain, but it's been tough. She feels also awful for disappointing so many fans, upset over all the negative attention, overwhelmed at how much work lies ahead. Adele said... Uh, during her statement about this cancellation, we've tried absolutely everything. We've been absolutely destroyed by delivery de delays and COVID-19. Half my crew and team were down with COVID. They still are. It's impossible to finish the show. I can't give you what I have right now. Now, we know Adele is a perfectionist. She said this many times and she wouldn't do it if it was perfect, but... It's really, really sad. And the nice thing she did was she, you know, canceled the short show 12 to 24 hours, somewhere in the middle of those. I think it was about 20 hours beforehand. And she FaceTimed with fans who had tickets to the show to personally apologize to them, which I thought was sort of a baller move and really, really sweet, but still sad that she couldn't put it together. I get she wants to have perfection, but it's just Adele and a microphone, the speaker, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, was, I was a little confused by this too. I'm like, what was the plan for the show? That was so grand. Like I went, I saw Britney in Vegas. Like I know I've seen these clips of Katy Perry show that looks insane in like a bad way with the like yeah. toilet. Singing poop. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get it. But um, Adele, you would think it would be, you know, more like a Celine experience, just like a girl, her powerful voice and a microphone. Um, yeah. So a little market. Yeah, a little confusing. It was also like a very limited run. So maybe just like the idea of pushbacks for COVID wouldn't make it worth it. Um, and then it's like, how do you reschedule? And I know she was like calling fans, like getting, like getting emotional. Like, I don't know this. It's, Adele seems like a great lady, um, but this is a little confusing to me as well. But I'm glad her and her man are still going strong. Like, I don't really know. Yeah, there were lots of reports saying that she was having breakdowns in the theater the day before because the stage wasn't right. The speakers weren't right. And she was calling him on the phone and, you know, just getting some support from him. But I mean, that's rough. If you're like speakers aren't there. I mean, I, I'm not in stage production design, so I'm really not trying to judge whether she had to cancel or not. But FaceTime with the fans was cute. I hope she gets it back together. Uh, re reports are saying that she could possibly be opening back up in like June, which seems very, very far away, but we will have to see. Let's move on to Whoopi Goldberg. I know you've been seeing her for the last couple of days, which I am. Now, Whoopi Goldberg was suspended from ABC's The View after she claimed the Holocaust was, quote, not about race. The, the View released a statement saying, effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for her wrong and hurtful comments, the ABC News president, Kim Goodwin, tweeted. Now, while Whoopi, uh, she continued, while Whoopi apologized, I have asked her to take time to reflect and learn the impact of her comments. Now, Whoopi claimed that Nazis and Jews were both white on Monday's programs and repeated the statement on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. She walked back the remarks on Twitter later that night of amid the outrage um, she shared as Jonathan Greenbald from the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about Nazis' systematic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected, she wrote. Now, this was a tricky situation because 
first of all, on the view, you can't really say anything horrible or racist. It's just not the thing for it. ABC does not play. You'll get suspended right. right away. And you sort of get one chance to say you're sorry. You get one chance to talk to someone who actually knows what they're talking about. You know, the head the head of the anti-defamation for, you know, non-anti-Semitism would be a great first call. And then you go on a show and you realize what you've done and you actually apologize for offending a group of people. But that's not what she did. And when you double down on your comments that you're ignorant about, it really sort of leaves them no choice but have you suspended. What were your thoughts on this story? Yeah, I totally agree. I think the double down is the problem always. I mean, when you're on live TV and you're, you know, talking about controversial topics or not that I don't think the whole that's my one thing like why is this a hill you want to die on like the holocaust was a horrible thing that happened why do we need to try to make controversy out of the holocaust like I didn't really get her point by any means but also yeah live tv you you might put your foot in your mouth um but then to go on the late show and double down and still try to make this point and and kind of be so like strong about it it's weird and messy and i think the suspension makes sense um and it's just bizarre i feel like after all this time for this to come from whoopee i don't know like it surprised me like it's you've been on the show for so long um and the opinion was just weird and I, again like it's the holocaust like why are we trying to undermined anything that happened of this horrible thing <laughs> right there's no need to double down and say anything about how the holocaust wasn't the worst thing to happen right. in the world just i it's a very strange thing to have to do i think that people need to just keep quiet that is what i think overall would be the best course of action um i think that it was a little harsh for her to be suspended simply because what she said isn't nearly as bad as what so many people in media say. So I'm not quite sure that the point is being proven. Um, but, you know, anything to make people stop cavalierly discussing race and the Holocaust. Fair enough. We hope Whoopi actually learns her lesson here because it was messed up. And I the doubling down on it really just rubs me the wrong way. We will see if she can come back from this, meet with some leading prominent Jewish people, actually get some information, hopefully change her mind, and we'll see what happens. Well, do you guys know what it's time for? We get to get violent. You know, it's my favorite time of day. <laughs> it's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I have put together some very strange celebrity birthdays that I am very excited to hear how you think they're going to go down. Sarah Huron, first goes to you. We have Garth Brooks, who turned 60 this week, versus Aubrey O'Day, who turns 28 <laughs> this week. Wow, 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 wow. Aubrey O'Day, it's been a minute. Remember when like all that stuff was coming out with her and the Trump affair and everything? I haven't thought about yes. her in a second. Um, Garth Brooks, I love Garth Brooks. Um, I met him, he was so nice. He's and so nice. he's got friends in low places and he would win. Okay, he does have friends in low places. Aubrey, your friends are in too high of places. You have been knocked out. Goodbye, 28-year-old Aubrey O'Day. All right, Gwen, next one is to you. We have Uza Aduba from Orange is the New Black and 
other iconic shows versus she was 41 this week versus the singer Brandy, pretty much inventor of the micro braids, Moesha and our Cinderella, who is 41 this week. This is a tough one. And I think that these two would have like a mutual respect and admiration. But even though it was just on TV, that Uzo, she's been in prison, like she knows how to get scrappy. So I think that she would uh, win this match. Fair enough. And Brandy did die. And I still know what you did last summer. One of the worst sequels of all time. So we have to hold that against her. All right. Sorry, Huron. This is a match that I'm actually really interested to see who you think would win. We have Emma Roberts, who is 31, versus Chloe Grace Moretz, who is 25. That guy gets scrappy. I know, right? Very. Chloe took on, I mean, uh, yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz took on Chloe Kardashian on Twitter once. Yeah, she did. Emma Roberts has been known to throw a punch or two. Yeah, she has punched her boyfriend in the face and left him bleeding in the street. Um, Because I don't want to reward that behavior, let's Mm -hmm. give it to Chloe Grace Moretz. Yay. Chloe Grace Moretz, iconic Twitter fighter with Chloe Kardashian. Gwen Flamberg, it's up to you. We have Mr. Garth Brooks, one of the nicest guys in showbiz, 60. Uzo Aduba, 41. And Emma Roberts, 31. This would also be a tough one. I believe that it would get scrappy. I think that Emma Roberts would really put her pedal to the metal and she would take those two out. Gorth would be serenading them. He wouldn't know what hit him. And Uso, even though she's been in prison, Emma Roberts, she has practiced this dark art in real life. So there you go. Well, and I forgot that Chloe Grace Moretz knocked her out. So Emma Roberts has climbed like, from she the came outside from the of dead. the ropes. She said, surprise, bitch, just like Madison McGrumley on American Horror yeah. Story. You saw it, you see it in the last of me. Yes, she has won, surprise, bitch. Congratulations, Emma Roberts, 31. I'm glad to hear she has not committed d- domestic violence in many years. Well, thank you to my host, Sir and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Corona, Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour glitter fashion fame your favorite celebrities because after all they're, they're just, just like, like us. us thank you guys we'll be just back next week now.